names like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Anthony Irwin. Like this guy here. His name is Fagan. Harrison Fagan. So I have another idea that I okay. frankly think is better because I think you've galaxy brained yourself into a bad <laughs> oh. idea just by trying to come up with a new way to fix the game that no one yeah. has suggested yet. Yeah. I feel like that would almost like undisputedly make it worse and like lead to an increase in the problem. Like it made me think for a second, but I just cannot get past the idea that yeah. like, yeah, sure. Maybe it's a little easier to rotate, but these guys get their shots off so quick mm -hmm. that I feel like you're just making it, like, you're turning like every shot into a corner three, which guys shoot like 50% on. <laughs> and so I feel like you're just going to eliminate the two. If you do that. Um, yeah. I kind of want to, I want to, I want to like, put this out on Twitter and let people dunk on me. And, and like, I just want to see like smarter people than me, smarter people than us. I want to see their responses to this idea. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not coming into this with the intention that I'm going to have the best ideas necessarily, but, but I it's probably going to be better than that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just want to well, make better ideas than that one. I, I'm uh, my, my counterpoint is okay. you allow goaltending like, but like on, NBA street rules, like only on three, Yeah, you know, only on threes. So, I thought about this too, and I, I like parts of it. But you keep the illegal defense rules so that guys can't just hang out in the paint. So you got to really be able to time it. <laughs> um, I still feel like people like Biggs would just stand there and ignore their guy and jump up and block it. But like, look, if that means that their guy gets an open dunk every so often, I just think that you make the paint literally lava. So they have to jump over the lava to be able to block the shot and risk their life to do it. What what's your favorite? You fill it in with molten lava. What's your favorite kind of play in that? Like like what's your favorite kind of shot attempt, shot contest? Like what what to you is like the prettiest play you can watch? I mean, I really enjoy guys stepping into like a heat check three. Like, and so that's why <laughs> yeah. I don't want to eliminate the three at all. But, mm -hmm. you know, like fadeaways are obviously incredible. Like, you know, I grew up, I'm somebody that grew up watching Kobe. So did yeah. you. Like, I, I really, really appreciate, fade. you know, footwork and setting up, but like kind of those baseline fadeaways, stuff like that. Um, like the skill stuff. That's what I want to bring back more of yeah. rather than just like set shots. And so that's why I have no problem. Like, I love pull up threes and stuff like that because that's just incredible. Like when it goes in, there's nothing kind of more backbreaking for uh, either yeah. for or against the team. And so I love that kind of stuff. I just want to have like less games decided on like, oh, Grant Williams is really hot today. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, you just gave me an idea. Can I give my idea while it's like fresh in my head? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If a player dribbles three or more times, no matter where they shoot from on the floor, it's worth three points. Oh, God. That sounds like it would get insane. I have no idea how this would affect the game at all. But yeah, just unleash it in a random game and just yeah. see what happens. This is what the G League exists for, right? A, a team wins like 220 to like 80 because the other team didn't like fully understand how to optimize the rules. <laughs> like, well, we're definitely, if like, if any of the things that we, <laughs> that we offer up here get, used in any circumstance whatsoever like there is every time a rule change happens there's always like a team or two that figures it out before everybody else and you have that market inefficiency um uh, but yeah i 
because like you just said, Damn, you last year's Lakers roster was built for this uh, for this style <laughs> for of this game. Specific rule. Yeah, I, but lots like of you guys just, who love to dribble, you know, you just you just mentioned that like you want to bring the skill stuff back, right? And and like there's no other way to incentivize it than to reward players for scoring in a way that utilizes those skills, right? So if you if if a player catches the ball on the, on the wing and they score in three dribbles, that usually means like one dribble to start the move, one cross, like some type of a, a change in direction dribble, and then a dribble to explode out of that move. So if you're thinking that like that's what it would take to to add an additional point to whatever that is worth, um, I'm I'm here for it now. The way I think it would get bastardized is like you would have players just taking extra dribbles when they don't even have yeah. to. Like, like you have like fast breaks where some player does like it's just like they catch the ball like when Anthony Davis rim runs right and he catches the ball off of one of those LeBron he puts long it down three times and dunks <laughs> yeah, he, it. He goes just like boom, 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 and then he tries to score. They have to go to the replay to determine <laughs> if he actually dribbled three times, if it was three separate dribbles. Yeah. So I'm I'm scarred forever by this play. And and ref, if you're hearing this, if you're hearing this, I'm telling you, I've thought about this play for 25 years, if not longer. But I was playing in some like young YMCA game, and I got into the key. And, um, I, I got down real low and I dribbled, like, I, I basically like played the drums on, on the ball yeah. in order to keep the ball away from this taller player, this taller defender. And, um, the, the referee blew his whistle and called double dribble, but he, his, his reasoning for it. Cause I was like, I, I, I never touched the ball with both hands. He said, he told me that not enough time between hands touching the ball had elapsed but yeah right is that a rule no no it isn't a rule because if if the, the the point is when you double dribble like both hands are on the ball simultaneously period so if any time has elapsed whatsoever it's not a double dribble so referee I if you're hearing thought this you were going to tell me some story about getting dunked on i was not no I, I just like no that referee who made that call man i've still i still think about that call 30 something years later um all right what's your next one uh okay so i have three more but uh one uh fitting uh <laughs> i have a limit on three this is one that i feel like has been proposed before but we should at least talk about like a limit on either like threes from a certain amount of player uh, from like a certain player, like individual player. So like you mm -hmm. can only hit five threes and then after that it counts as two, mm -hmm. um, you know, something like that or which I'm not sure would be enough to change it. So maybe a limit on team threes, either per quarter or per game. So you have to be selective about them. You can save them all yeah. for like a late comeback at the end, but you threes, know, threes made or taken. I'd say made. I think taken's more fun, isn't it? Taken is kind of more, but no, because ta Taken's going to lead to way more variance where, you know, yeah. like one, if one team just <laughs> right. like bricks all their 23s and yeah. then they have no way to come back, right. you know, like, yeah. But like the only thing there that I would kind of worry about is, all right, so you say 23s is the most that you could, well, well that's more I, than yeah, the just, average. But I, I don't even know what number you We'd say like 15 but, threes. So that gets you yeah. to 45 points. So now are you now playing a, a game to 60... 
ish, right? Like, are are you now playing a game to sixty basically with the rest of your twos? I I think I would watch still. I I like I like the I like the rule. The only problem there, like you, is is with records, right? That or yeah, or, yeah, yeah, of course. Which is why none of this stuff will ever be implemented because it would be too big of a change. And yeah. for a league that like kind of you know loves its history as much as the NBA and the NBA media does, uh, I can't yeah. imagine them like. Impl- Can you well, imagine if- Charles Barkley if they tried to like explain one of these rules to him? He'd probably punch you. <laughs> Yeah, like Charles, he'd just I'm, call you a liar. Like he'd punch Adam Silver and just call him a liar. You know, well, like, like if he tried it, to explain it to him. What's funny though is that like he would be punching me for fixing the thing that he doesn't like. Yeah, he'd still he'd just be like, "That's a lie." There's no way. Yeah. Like it would just be an instinctive you didn't think react. Like that's not basketball. Yeah. Um, my next one came from somebody on Twitter, so I'm going to give this person credit. Um, at Pablo with a bunch of numbers at the end of it. Um. <laughs> I'd say that's half credit, but okay. It's, like, it's at Pablo, you are zero six three four five five nine one. Thank you, Pablo. Thank you, Harrison, for making sure that I properly cited I'm that I'm just person. all about, you know, as, uh, again, as an editor of a large network of blogs, I'm yeah. just all about, like, journalistic ethics and, you know, yeah. just properly crediting people. You can shove that, Jay, right up. All right, so um, his... His idea was to raise the hoop. I like this one quite a bit. I sort of like this one. It's kind of insane enough that I think that, I mean, I don't know if it would actually affect it, but I'd watch. I mean, if you, so here's the thinking. And I I think of golf when, um, when he made this point um, uh, to raise the hoop. Golf basically over the years, as technology has just taken off in the sport, all of these courses have realized like, yeah, they aren't playing with Walter Hagen's persimmons woods anymore with wooden shafts and wooden heads. You have these titanium alloys there for, for I remember the advent of t- titanium back in the sport. Now you're playing with all these alloys and all of these with these graphite shafts that are worth hundreds and hundreds of dollars that um, allow for so much more explosive. The balls themselves have become pieces of technology onto themselves. And as technology has continued to advance, these golf courses have extended holes. They've added trees. They've they've added, you know, uh, Augusta literally tiger-proofed itself because he went out and beat everybody by like 20-something strokes. In, oh, uh, I thought that you meant like... This, well, no, they did that before. Golf. Yeah, was, I thought it was that tiger-proof they literally before. had to like tiger-proof the course because too many tigers were attacking golfers. Um, oh, no, I meant, I meant that... I mean, like, unleashing for, tigers into an NBA game I don't know how it would change it, but you know, I'm I feel like it out there. getting mauled by a tiger, being guarded by PJ Tucker, tomato, tomato, but, um, or, or, you know, or more accurately, like Jay Crowder, which one is going to try and injure you more? I don't know that I'm just <laughs> <that's>, asking questions, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so in golf, they, they literally changed the courses over the years. Um, as guys got better at hitting the ball, as, as players got better at hitting the ball, um, as, as, you know, just in general, like the, the sport evolved and, and the courses evolved with it. And the notion of like, look, JJ Reddick said that uh, Bob Cousy was playing against plumbers and electricians, right? And and like the, the bigger point there is that Bob Cousy was probably like 5'10 and probably couldn't dunk. And, and now you have these behemoths where Joel Embiid is like seven foot two and and is agile as all hell and 
like this notion that they're playing on the same court that Bob Cousy did is insane. It's kind of insane. So it does again, like it increases the value of tall players because, you know, again, they're closer to that objective yeah. uh, in terms of scoring the bet. Like that, you know, I, I Rudy Gobert might actually be able it, to but... stay in a playoff game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did I, did I take your joke? I'm sorry. No, it's okay. You know, Rudy Gobert again, like being able to get up there and goaltend these threes. Like that's, <laughs> we're just making this game. So Rudy Gobert can stay. Yeah, um, I you know I want to watch Rudy Gobert like that's that's what I want to fix the game for so that <laughs> children can value defense again. But yeah, I but I I actually would go a step further than even this though. I would make the court bigger. Now they wouldn't do this because it would cost them billions and like actual billions of dollars. I think because those courtside seats are their most expensive seats, and you would be removing. Well, no, they invent those. a new seat that's just you in a harness above the court. Above you the know? court, yeah. You're just sitting there just and drop you a, like a bungee jump from the rafters. Yeah. You're just watching in a droid. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I, I think expanding, like making the court bigger, making the basket itself higher. Um, I think there's a lot to that because these guys are just baseball fields have also changed over the years as these guys are capable of hitting the ball further. Um, football hasn't changed much because I, I, I think football I hate saying this, but like, I think football was like the perfect sport at like for when it was invented in terms of viewing ability, um, profitability and all of these things. Now, uh, there are things of it there. I I wish they would take off helmets so that CTE isn't as pervasive, but, but, but we're, we're different conversation altogether. Basketball has evolved to a point where these guys are way too big for the sport that they're playing. And I think raising the hoop, making the court bigger makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I I, I honestly, I think that may be the most reasonable solution that we have proposed to date. Although again, like it may have the opposite effect where shorter guys, you know, now have to be around the three-point line to have any value. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, there's always these unintended consequences with it, but I, I'd be at least interested to see how the game would evolve. Like if you simmed a whole season on NBA 2K with a 12-foot hoop, like what would the computers try and do and figure out, you know? Yeah, yeah. I would, it would be interesting to see this what market like a good secret base video. We should we should pitch this to them. Yeah, Seth, if you're Rosenthal, if you're listening, yeah. you're welcome. All right, um, what's your next one? All right, so I mean, I, I I have two more, but one of them's not that serious. Each team gets a clone of Steph Curry, um, and so <laughs> it just evens out the three point discrepancy. You know, <laughs> the Lakers Steph shoots twenty nine percent from three point range. It's like the staples lighting, man. I just I can't I can't get it down. It's really weird that they have a strobe light at half court. Like I think yeah. it's a really odd choice to make there. Um my next one, every fourth three pointer is worth one point. Yeah, the, I, this one made me think for a second because like I, I sort of love this one just for the fact that it would so reward the smarter players that are yeah. like aware of time and situation. Like, you know, there's no change. Like you can't put a light on that signifies that that three is worth yeah. one point. Like guys have to keep track in their heads, know it, listen to the coach, got to be aware of time and score. I sort of love this. It's insane. No, I, I, I think like there it. has to be a light. I think there has to be a light that indicates that the shot is worth only the one point. That everybody oh, and the teams just stop shooting threes for a for like a little bit for just because a little bit. Like, oh, and then man, somebody's like, oh, "Come on, I got to reset yeah. this." But 
my my favorite idea like my favorite part of this is like jr smith taking a three-pointer they think is worth three it's only worth one and when his team is down by by three points um yeah like i i i i just think uh again i want to make the three-pointer worth a lot less like i just and i think mathematically I speaking i love this idea so mathematically speaking when you when you were talking and, and there's nothing more uh e easier to listen to than a math lesson but basically right now the shot that has the most fluctuation is worth 50 percent more than the shots that are closer to the basket and as teams take more and more and more of these shots that's why you're seeing the wild runs that you're seeing in in, in basketball right now but if you basically make it so that Every so often, a team would be going for a three, and they realize, ah, God, this is only worth one, and they go to a different shot. That's the world I want to live in. Yeah, I think this legitimately might fix what you're talking about. Now, maybe teams would just play the same way and deal with the variance or, you know, like deal with the, okay, like, you know, we got to hit it to open up that shot again, but it would at least force everyone to think and kind of like change their strategy, and we'd get probably some like crazy solutions and different ways of teams playing. Yeah, as it stands right now, by the way, Boston up one seventeen to one eight or to, to eighty five. Like, like this is a playoff oh. game, man. Like, this is I here's going to tell me that the Heat got it close again. You no, know, it's just it, like yeah. it's just these teams. They're in the conference finals. These teams should be evenly matched, right? Like you would think that these are the four best teams left in the sport. In all that we've seen to this point, in all three games that we've watched in the actual conference finals, have been mostly unwatchable yeah like that's not good for the sport that's not good for the league no and again as a health of the league fan i you know <laughs> i'm i'm big on the ratings so um you know that's my primary concern now definitely not that the celtics are winning mm -hmm. um i i have one last crazy solution and right. it's sort of pro and it's sort of uh inspired by the one that you just used and it is the opponent uh so like you can make your opponent's threes worth one point yeah. for a single quarter in the game, but they don't find out until after the game when the points Which get quarter? subtracted. <laughs> um, so like you have to tell, like yeah. you have to tell the, like the refs, which quarter you're making it before the game or whatever the opponent doesn't know. And yeah. then at the end of the game, like you'd have these great moments where it's like somebody, you know, they hit a buzzer beater. It's like one twenty one to like, you know like 120 yeah. and then it's like they lose three and then points like because... 17 points come yeah. off of the board <laughs> I, I guess it would probably be like it'd be like seven or eight points or something like that yeah, yeah. well no no it'd be like 17 or 18 points i mean depending on how many threes they took well because it's it's you're talking yeah. about two points per three-pointer that was made there they come off of the board that's what i mean teams would think about it you know it'd be so devastating <laughs> The first time it's like this super dramatic moment, and then the horn sounds, ah, and then you just subtract yeah. 15 points. Ah, could you imagine Vegas in those moments? Can you imagine the accusations of rigging? Right, <laughs> they got two quarters. I swear, a coach like claims that they didn't like pick that quarter, whatever blows the whole thing up. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I have another one. I think you had the last one. There. This would be like this is like hilarious reality show rules or something. So like it would have to be for the All Star game or you know something that you're just trying to jazz up. Mm -hmm. But you know, I think that it would be funny to watch the player reactions every so often. Yeah, I, I just and it anything. might make teams reconsider how much of their offense they want to redirect through the three because they don't know when that's randomly going to count for one point during the game. 
anything to change what it is we're watching now. Like yeah. I, I, I know it sounds like me being old and, and, and all of these things, it's, it's not even like anti-analytics cause it's all analytics are, are, is information. I'm not even against that stuff. The sport has just gotten too smart. Like, it, yeah. you know, uh, I, I think it's a regular season problem too, where Jimmy Butler is able to be as fresh as he was to have the 41 point game because he only played in 57 games last year, yeah. you know, and, and baseball is the same thing where. Uh, baseball players and, and baseball teams basically figured out if I swing as hard as I can possibly swing every single swing and I hit the ball at the exact right angle or at least this angle, um, I get to it, it, it makes me a more efficient baseball player. And it made the, those teams more efficient and made everybody a lot smarter, but it made the game like kind of shitty. Like the best parts of baseball is defensive plays where a, a, some dude runs up a wall and chases down a homer or makes a diving catch or those double plays at, 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 at second, uh, you know, a shortstop or a second baseman turning a double play as some runners slides into their ankles. Like those are, those are the most exciting plays in the sport and they're all gone because they've basically legislated those plays out of it. And I think baseball is trying to bring that back by outlawing the shift. And I think uh, basketball, I think has to really rethink some of what, allows these teams to play that they're currently playing. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's at least something that the NBA should be thinking about with hopefully smarter minds than us. But hey, if they want to take some of these ideas and they want to name them after us, I'm totally open to that. I Although kinda, we've seen with, you know, Jerry West, you know, yeah. like he won't sue the NBA over the logo, you know, that he has <laughs> how much been, money like, he's foregone lost money from that. Yeah, uh, they, they have to have paid him like silently or something um, yeah. just to get him to not sue all these years. But like, yeah, you know, what if time, they, their only payment was like, hey, we promise there will never be a TV show that besmirches your name. <laughs> and now he's like, oh, come on. Yeah, Adam Silver's Adam Silver would have gotten the, this thing taken care of, you know. Um, all right. I wish I kind of wish we would have done this a little high. You know, I, I, I can't do that. I'm an executive at a major a media company yeah. now. So I, I, I kind of wish that we had, you know, I, I feel like the, the ideas would have gotten even more outlandish. That is probably true. <laughs> what if we allow an octopus on the court for one of these games. Well, uh, so one of my joke suggestions was one team, you know, we're saying there's not enough dog in the game. One team should be allowed to unleash a, a pack of trained attack dogs that yeah. are only trained to go after three point shooters one at team one point during the game. At so, like for, for like a three minute stretch, both teams have to use their mascot on the court. They have to play. <laughs> they have to get out there. No, or one player at least has to put on the mascot suit. The mascot. Could you imagine like a, a Lopez brother in a mascot suit? Would no, just I'm, I'm ready for the mascot. You know, it's like <laughs> some people call me the hashtag wash the mascot, but it's pretty stinky in here. Hashtag strive for greatness. Hashtag the suit is sweaty. His, his playoff tweets have been insane. They've been incredible. Uh, I love LeBron so much. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lounge. Um, make sure you guys check out the hook that is going to Aaron and I are going to be recording by the time you guys are listening to this tomorrow. Um, if you haven't checked it out already, we're working on getting the audio from it, uh, from the, the, the spaces that we did yesterday, where we talked about these conference finals and previewed them and, and all of this stuff. Um, that'll be up on the feed at some point today as well. Until all of that, I'm Anthony Irwin. That is editorial manager, Harrison Fagan. 
Yeah, I'm gonna miss working with you, man. It's uh, you know, yeah. like uh, I'm wait, what? Miss the podcast, and uh, you know, hold on, what? You're, yeah, no, I told, I told you, I'm not doing the pod anymore. Oh, yeah. So this is my final episode. I appreciate you paying attention. So thanks. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm I'm gonna miss talking to all of you every week. I'm gonna miss hanging out with you, Anthony, and coming up with stupid ideas like this one for to you know talk about for an hour. But yeah, you know, this is like the fourth end of an era for us. Yeah, you know, we're so, some would say that we're addicted to them. <laughs> I, I guess so. Well, I gotta talk to Michael and see if I can find a, a replacement. Yeah, Jeez. I, well, I'm sure you'll figure it out. Right. I, I told you about this. I don't know why you're acting like this is new to you. Because it is new to me. <laughs> you should check your emails more often. That's all I'll say. Mm-hmm. I, I, all right. That was Harrison. But no, seriously, like I, I appreciate everyone at Silver Screen and Roll, the whole staff, uh, too many people that have come through and gone to thank by name, um, all of the commenters, all of the listeners, but especially everyone me, in this though. Lakers like, you community can, you who can... made this possible by supporting me. You can name me like you're allowed to. You can name me. I, I wouldn't. I, I love all my contractors equally, so I mm. wouldn't want to name anyone specific. Mm. All right. Well, no, I the it is literally an end of an era. You being at, at Silver Screen and Roll, uh, lit, I guess an end of an era with you being on this show. Um, I guess next time you guys hop into the Lakers lounge, you'll be with me and a co-host who drinks. That would make more sense, honestly, for the show name. So I I think, you know, we probably should have thought about that rebrand at some point anyway. Mm. I'll talk to you next week. Not you, but you listening. Uh, I'll miss you all.